Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm your host, Laura, uh, for of the podcast, It's Time for More Injury Funding. I'm also founder and uh, CEO of More Injury Funding, the legal funding counselors for all um, who care about law, medicine, and, um, you know, and people who care about injured people. And so we have very special guest today, Rachel Elsie with Noi Media Group. Rachel is a dear friend of mine um, for the last seven, eight, nine, ten years. Your mom, Rachel Jody Cannon, introduced us, um, you know, at one of the trial lawyer um, seminars years ago. And since then, you know, just your sense of humor, your inside and outside beauty your just communication skills, you know, you bring, you bring the world together, you bring people together. And I'm so proud of you accomplished so much in only a few years. So today, Rachel will um, talk with us about uh, legal marketing by unleashing the power of it, providing some marketing strategies for success and enlightening um, our listeners about navigation of the digital frontier by offering some insights into trend-sending legal marketing secrets in um, our digital age. Uh, Ms. Elsie will explain how all these tactics are essential to any law firm owner, or any business owner for that matter. Uh, finally, I'll have a fun pop-up question for Rachel. Um, so stay tuned in and um, let's have fun. Um, so Rachel, welcome to, uh, to It's Time for More Injury Finding Podcast. Thank you for having me, Laura. Absolutely, so please tell us um, how Noi Media Group was born, when and how, how'd you come to that idea? Yeah, so I started as Director of Communication for a volume law firm, and during that time, I started working as the liaison for their agency of record at the time. And I quickly realized that that is exactly what I wanted to do. I fell in love with everything, marketing, advertising. We started as an in-house marketing agency at a volume law firm and eventually broke that off, scaled it, continued to service that firm as well as many other firms. That's amazing. And why specifically legal legal marketing, not um, anything else in the legal field or not, not um, you know, let's say why not transportation or agriculture? Why specifically legal marketing? I know. In hindsight, fashion would have been where I went. But, oh. <laughs> um, I started out, my family owned an accident reconstruction company. So mm-hmm. I was 15 the first time I walked in an exhibit hall for the Georgia Trial Lawyer. Association and um, have been in many positions at different companies throughout our ecosystem and just knew that there was a need. There was an absolute need for marketing and advertising. It's a very saturated space in personal injury and I felt like there was a way to take a very dense uh, topic and a very complex uh, medium and, and kind of bring in an education but entertainment element to mm-hmm. it um, and break down some of the, the serious components of what we do and try and have a little bit of fun with it when it allows to. And um, have you thought of expanding your horizons and going into legal funding marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been really, really focused on the personal injury space for a long time. And we have a lot of law firms that we represent. Um, like I said, funding, imaging, uh, medical providers, everything in between. We actually are just now ready to kind of open up a little bit outside of solely personal injury to uh-huh. work with law firms in general in all practice areas because there is a common denominator there at some level. Lawyers go to law school to be lawyers. Um, They don't go to be businessmen or women. I think that there's a need across the board, and I look forward to being able to provide that to more practice areas. I love it. So, Rachel, walk me through your usual day at Noi Media Group. 
No day is the same, Laura, let me tell you. No day is the same. Um, everything from being tied to the desk to being on site for media days mm -hmm. to being in the studio. Um, we call this environment right here the floor, so I'll spend a lot of time. Events and networking, I know we had an event last night that you were so gracious to host and sponsor. Thank so, you. Yeah, it's just, it's always different. At the end of the day, it's about relationships and it's about people. And so we are trying as many ways to connect with those people as possible. That's wonderful. And what types of services do you offer at your firm? We are absolutely a boutique agency mm -hmm. um, and we're a full scope agency for that matter. So everything from radio, TV, billboards, digital, social media, production, and everything in between. Um, we really work with our clients as if we are an in-house agency for them. Mm -hmm. So every single client is assigned an account manager called a client success specialist, and they operate as if they work in-house for you. And so it is um, a really fun way to, to be integrated into so many types of businesses and so many personalities. We have I, a lot of fun doing it. That's now. what matters. <laughs> as long as we love what we do, that's what drives us. Absolutely. Are any of those services that you provide our you know, unique in any way? I would say they're unique once again because we're not offering a cookie cutter approach. You mm -hmm. know, I could scale a lot faster if I gave templates and I had a formula and I approached everything the same way. And while there is a common denominator that we explore with clients, at the end of the day, most of them are offering very similar services and mm -hmm. they have to stand out. And so we go in, we really help curate a brand, define a brand, mm -hmm. build a reputation and kind of figure out what their separator is in the space and then really lean into it. And so we have to really get to know our clients. We have to know their personalities. We have to know their tonalities. We have to take that on and we're in charge of putting that out into the world for them and brand management and reputation is so important and it is a lot of responsibility and I take it uh, the highest honor to be able to do that for so many clients. I love it and you know what blue matches with yes. orange so well. On brand. <laughs> I love it. Always on brand. You know I was telling Andrew we were doing uh -huh. this morning he was, and of course you've met him multiple times mm -hmm. and, and I used to say you know Laura the yellow girl. Oh. Because you were right. wearing yellow all the time mm -hmm. now your colors yeah. are blue what have you and I think that's probably why we've bonded so much and so well over mm -hmm. this time over the past you know five ten years is because it's something that we both do is beyond brand. Absolutely. And you know, blue is actually ocean. So my cousin came up, who is architect back in Lithuania, he came up with the logo and I said, you know, create something with the ocean. And him having that artistic eye, he said, well, you know, the ocean at night looks really dark, so it's super deep blue. Yeah. Um, you know, ocean in the morning looks so totally different. So it's just, you know, it's, it's waves. I love ocean, love beach. Well, that's <laughs> interesting because our colors are purple and orange and they're inspired by a sunset. <gasps> Look and at so that. it's my daily reminder to kind of stop, pause, regroup, remember why I do what I do, mm. center myself for the next day. So we chase sunsets, which comes with beaches most of the time, so <laughs> very on brand. Now I know what we're doing for our next vacation. Yes. It's a beach, beach time. <laughs> uh, so do you have a bilingual team, or is there really no need for more than just English-speaking team at your firm, no. uh, at least at this time? Yeah, absolutely. We have a bilingual team. Um, we have Alexis here, one of our videographers, who is so wonderful. Um, we have a graphic designer, so we have one in each department to help kind of assist. A lot of our clients do um, not really do bilingual content on their social because most of the time their platforms are set up for English speaking. However, there's absolutely a time and a need for it. We're able to fulfill that. And um, how competitive are your prices in comparison to all other legal marketing companies in Georgia? It's very hard to put a price on what we do here. And so because it's so customizable, 
um, a lot of times we end up pricing the project, pricing the client. Mm -hmm. uh, we understand how involved it is. There are clients that sometimes don't have the bandwidth, the time, the energy, the resources, or the knowledge to be able to do some of the projects that we're involved in. And so when we really take on a project turnkey and allow the client to not be involved at any level mm -hmm. for the most part, you know, we, we have to accommodate for that. But then there's times where we come in and, and we're assisting, right? And we're, we're there and mm -hmm. it really just ranges in between. It totally makes sense. And um, do you, Rachel, provide services in Georgia only or is it nationwide? Wide. Nationwide, so we'll pick up and go pre-COVID, New York, Chicago, LA, Savannah, Ooh. Atlanta, we were on the road often. Um, now we are traveling for the Trial Lawyers Association, so we'll go and pop around to where their events are, and we are looking to take on some more TLAs. Mm -hmm. So we've got a few other states in the works right now and are looking to continue to grow, uh, especially as we open up to all practice areas outside of personal injury, which is right here down the road. Can you sh um, share some insights on the current trends and challenges in the legal marketing industry? <sighs> the challenges. Challenges. Boy, are there challenges? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think at the end of the day, there's just so much action. There's so much frequency. There's so much content and competition. Mm. And everywhere you turn, people are on it. And so you have to be on it. Sometimes you have to get uncomfortable and mm -hmm. you have to put yourself out there. And there is a lot of work that can be done to continue to shape your identity, shape your services, shape the people you surround yourself with. All of those elements are going to define your brands. And at the end of the day, I think most people work with people that mm -hmm. they align with or they get along with at some level. I think some of the challenges that I see are not necessarily how do we get cases on the door? It's how do we keep people in the door? How do mm -hmm. we keep growing that network with the people around us? Because the cases will come. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's like that golden rule they always say, it will mm -hmm. come back around to you. And so you have to understand the bigger picture as well. I think a lot of mistakes that I see is people come up really fast in the personal injury space and all of a sudden they have these new resources in their life. Their life looks different than it did when they were starting out in law school out of their trunk or out of their dining room or their garage or whatever that may look like for you. And I think staying humble and staying focused and the hard work and the injured people that are in this industry that we're servicing is very important and so reputation is key you only get one um, I'm gonna say this quote forever because I love it Alan Holcomb one of the brilliant uh, minds at Turnbull Holcomb and Lemoyne he said you have to be at the party but you can't be the party Right, so you have to be in the room, you have to stay in front of them. If you're not someone else's, my mother taught me that, something I always say as well. Reputation management, if you are not authentically and ethically yourself at all times, then you're running the risk. And I think PR and brand management and a lot of this stuff that stems from the resources and the uh, content and the accessibility to those things are going to continue to shape the narrative of who people work with and why. Rachel, can you tell us um, what are some effective strategies or tactics that law firm owners can employ to enhance their online presence and attract more clients? Yeah, so first and foremost, consistency is key, right? You have to put yourself out there, but you have to put yourself out there in a unique and authentic way. And so when it comes to online marketing, being personable and vulnerable, uh, providing connection points, right? So a lot of times we work with uh, law firms from the solo guys to the national guys and, and ladies and the difference being that you have more connection points, right? You look at a, a Morgan and Morgan of the world and you've got the husband, the wife, the sons, the dog, right? There's elements, people can connect with elements. And so when you're looking at a solo law firm or a smaller law firm setup, it's important to bring your team in. It doesn't have to be a struggle to 
force yourself to create content. You do it smart, you plan ahead, you batch it, you get it done for the month in about all of an hour or two, right? And you you make it an experience. Social media is just one element of that. Um, it is kind of the, the necessary evil, I like to say. Of you have to check the box, right? You have to look relevant, you have to be seen, you have to be in front of people. But there's a lot more that goes into it. We always run into the um, ambulance chaser or billboard attorney and everyone in our space has their own stigma on where they fall in their legal practice. But at the end of the day, even my, my firms that are anti-billboard, anti-ambulance chase, whatever you want to call it, they're advertising, they're marketing in own, their own ways, in mm -hmm. different ways. A lot more behind the scenes initiatives through digital tactics, a lot more B2B initiatives through email marketing campaigns and events. So there are things that people do, whether you want to classify it as advertising or not, uh, you're putting yourself out there mm -hmm. and, and it happens all the time whether you realize it or not. So I always find that interesting when people say, oh no, I'm not going to work with you or you know, we're good, we don't advertise like that, we have referrals. That's great, but as soon as you stop working that network and massaging it, those referrals go somewhere else. It totally makes sense. And you had mentioned, you know, uh, world's largest firm, Morgan Morgan, and I know you mentioned some smaller firms, but so what is the average size of a uh, firm that you work with? Do you tend to work with large firms, small firms, solo practitioners, or a mixture of all, and, and why so? Yeah, so when I first started out, I loved the smaller firms, and the reason is because I got very, very involved with them. Mm -hmm. I did consulting, I would help them scale their in-house operations to continue to grow with them. Um, it's very personable, and it's been very rewarding to work with people for you know three years now and see what they have grown into and I take a lot of pride in that but it also requires a lot of work a lot of hands-on time I think the sweet spot of a client is someone that they're doing maybe their inventories around 80 cases or so they have to have enough volume to have clients uh, testimonials to have Google reviews coming in to have uh, staff to be able to build those connection points with and curate that culture that feeds itself mm -hmm. to keep people coming back for more right so that is kind of that ideal spot for us but everyone in between like I said we work with a national firm uh, two of them and th there's also a lot to be said for that right I mean we're having to get up on the learning curve of laws by state there's a lot of elements that go with that and I think that keeps me bought in a little bit that challenge oh yes to have to learn and the learning curve of education I just purely enjoy it that is something that has been different I think a separator of NMG is Unfortunately, we're not able to work with every client that comes along, you know, and, and we will always set them up and, and refer them and take care of them, right? Because that's my responsibility to our ecosystem. So Rachel, tell me, how important is content marketing in the legal industry and what are some best practices for creating compelling and informative content? Due diligence, first of all, right? You have to do the research. You want to make sure that your topics are relevant to what's going on. So anytime we do content planning, we always start with what season, right? What's going on in the world, holidays, seasons, mm -hmm. pop culture references. Then we kind of narrow into more search based on what people are searching online, keywords, what's hot right now in that moment. And I think with content marketing, once again, it's just knowing when to strike, right? Because you have to be call it a trend right there has to be a little bit of momentum and action to get it going you've got to get involved right at the right time before it dies off and it's too late so I think time is of the essence right but being smart about it being strategic about it knowing what's happening and how to get involved with it and not forcing it either mm -hmm. you can't be on every trend you can't have every meme work for you that's fine 
Find what is authentically relatable to yourself and lean into it. Don't be afraid of that. Oftentimes I see people, you know, they're looking at the camera and they're one person and that camera cuts and a whole other personality comes off. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's what I want. Get Put that back on the camera. You I love I that. Mean? And so we actually have um, a few clients and there is a rule on their account um, that after they speak, we have to let the camera roll for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because that's when the good stuff comes out. Exactly. Right? Oh, so, yes. So interesting to see <laughs> kind of what comes out, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think another thing that I see with legal marketing and content creation is that lawyers obviously are brilliant. They have lots of things to say. And while that is wonderful, keep in mind your audience, keep in mind your platform, keep in mind your experience on that platform. More often than not, people are sitting there scrolling through content. Um, if, if they don't have the volume on, then they need the closed captions on, mm -hmm. right? So they know what the message is or you're missing half your audience there. Lighting, audio, the details, they do matter. They make you stand out. And the lawyers who invest in that um, are the ones that I see the results panning out for. And I'm already learning so much, so we'll have to make another podcast episode on some <laughs> on on Mars, specifically on marketing, because I, this is this is amazing. Yeah, truly, it's it's fun. It doesn't like you know I, I love what I do. It is work, obviously, but at the end of the day, when we say experience Noi Joy, which is our tagline, and we, you guys have probably seen Noi Joy places. Um, we truly mean that and it's part of our culture. It's part of our, our system here mm -hmm. and we work on projects that bring us joy. We work with clients that bring us joy. We find ways to make and create joy on the hard days, right? And it's all about your, your circle and having the right people in your circle. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, can you, uh, Rachel, provide some examples of some successful marketing campaigns or initiatives that you've yielded significant results for law firms? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the law firm that I started out with as director of communication before launching NMG, they had about five offices at the time. They are up to 13 in three states. Um, That's radio, amazing. TV, billboards, digital, social media. And then ground game, a lot of people forget about the community element. I think that is another huge successful campaign. Once again, many lawyers are doing very similar services. Don't assume anyone knows what you do, all right? Just because you're walking around in that suit does not mean anyone knows what the heck you do. You need to tell people, you need to say, hi, this is who I am, this is what I do, and you may not need me now, but when you do, I am here for you. Um, and I, I see that a lot, and I think it's hilarious because it's a missed opportunity. Anytime I get out of an Uber, I hand my card to them and I say, I hope to God you never need me, but in case you do, I want to ensure that you have the best representation and you know what your rights are. So I think it's just integrating it into your life and, and once again, it has to be authentic or it comes off the complete wrong way. And, and finding those little moments to say and pause and go, hey, I can provide value here. And when it comes to successful campaigns, outside of all of the digital attributions that we can track and, and generate cases from, that community element is that long call play, right? People mm -hmm. talk about PPC and Google ads being the immediate return on investment. They talk about SEO being that long ground game that you are planting seeds for the future mm -hmm. on for search results. In my opinion, it's the community element, right? So I have a little bit more of a psychology, holistic, humanized approach to what we do. Um, and I think that it feeds itself. You're creating independent brand ambassadors. I will never ever take for granted the fact that when my team shows up in this office, they're wearing brand colors or they're wearing our logo unsolicited. That just means the world to me. And that the firms that take that and put that out 
and do that consistently are creating their own boots on the ground campaign per se. That comes off so much more authentic. To hear someone's commercial or see someone's billboard is one thing, but to have someone say, hey, I worked with this law firm, so you need to work with them. Mm -hmm. That word of mouth is going to go a lot farther than those campaigns. Now, those campaigns are necessary and I can handle them for you, no doubt about it, but we're talking complimentary mediums here. So listen to Rachel and you're welcome to scroll back as many times as you need to get that message because she's telling <laughs> the truth. It, comment, send it to your friends. <laughs> yes, please comment. We need those comments, please. <laughs> so in your experience, Rachel, what are some common mistakes or misconceptions that law firms make when it comes to marketing their services? Listen up all law firm owners, please. <laughs> um, I think at the end of the day, people are a little bit fearful of advertising once again, right? It has a little bit of a stigma. Um, I have my relationships. Why would I need to do that? Some of the mistakes that I see is just ego and pride. You know, unfortunately, there is a time, and this is another great JoJo statement here, put your pride in one pocket and your money in the other. Mm -hmm. We are all just people. Another uh, misconception is that, you know, when someone's running your social media or someone's creating your content, that it's just being done for you. Mm -hmm. Community engagement, not just in the physical community, but online, is another way to scale your touch points and stay frequent and stay in front of people. So before a conference comes up, we go to all of our clients. Okay, are you attending? Are you speaking? Who do you want to get in front of? Da 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 da. We're going through and we're building a community engagement strategy mm-hmm. for that so that we can be in front of people online before we actually arrive mm-hmm. on scene, right? So they, they've planted those seeds ahead of time. The biggest thing that you can do for yourself and for your brand and for your content is to be present with it, interact with it. Um, there are times where you have to check the box and put out a piece of content on what to do after an accident, right? But more often than not, it's taking that the next step and how to apply it, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop there. The work is never done. Um, and having the attorneys or the providers or whomever that we're working with from a client perspective stay involved and and continue to, to be engaged with it. People can tell when you're not bought in. And then you just become a number. And so a lot of the selling points that law firms have is, you know, the smaller ones say, well, you can call me on my cell phone and I'll talk to you, right? The larger ones say, well, we have a full team here and we have all these resources to support you. At the end of the day, that same common denominator is is people. Um, There's a tagline that I created years ago, and I'm sure it's probably trademarked by now. I used it for a short-term campaign, but personal injury, personal attention. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is 100% that. No matter what firm you are, no matter where you are in the stage of your firm and the growth and the reach of what you have, personal attention goes a long way. The details matter, and that experience that you create is going to be the separator from you and your competition. Can you tell, Rachel, how do you approach measuring success and ROI, which is you know return on investment of marketing efforts for law firms? Yeah, so a lot of the digital attributions are completely trackable, right? So the transparency is there, whether we're running an OTT campaign, a PPC campaign, whatever it is. That's beyond acronyms. me. All these acronyms. <laughs> um, whatever it may be, a lot of it does have digital attributions, right? You can mm-hmm. on social media, like, shares, comments, saves, all the things. But what really, especially with social, the ROI that I love to see is when clients send me a DM or an email or a text or they call me and they say, hey, 
I haven't had a case from this person in three months and they reached out to me and said they saw my video and now we're having lunch next week. I love it. Those moments, right? And it just, it, it's so rewarding to see the connections come back alive and, and a breath of air come back into relationships. The ROI can be many, many attributions, right? Depending on the campaigns that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But impressions, reach, frequency, consistency, keeping that top of mind all the time. That is what it's about. And that is what will convert and bring in the cases. And now with the rise of social media and online platforms such as YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram, and all others mm -hmm. uh, that we utilize on a daily basis, how can law firms effectively leverage these channels to connect with their target audience? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a good one. We get this question often. What platform should I be on? Not every platform is for you. You do not have to be on every single platform. Now you need to secure your domain on every platform and your username and you need to make sure that it's consistent as possible. However, it does not mean that you have to master all of these. Start with one, get really good at it, be consistent, build an audience, right? Then bridge them out to somewhere else. It really just depends what you are. If you are a value law firm and you have huge results and you have huge resources, uh, blogs and LinkedIn and, and educating your um, other sources around you is a great way to utilize LinkedIn and Facebook. Mm -hmm. If you are younger and groovier and staying up and you're hiring and you're kind of like really getting started and you're in the thick of the networking, um, Instagram is a little bit more fun for that, right? Some video content to recap these engagements. It just depends on what you're doing. Whenever we have creative ideas here at the agency, um, regardless of whose account it is or who the rep is, um, we have a, a think tank and then we determine who, what client gets the idea. Mm -hmm. Well, how do we determine what client gets the idea and how do we determine and ensure that we find separation for our clients and we don't just give all of them the same thing? It is those factors of, okay, who matches this piece of content best? Mm -hmm. Whose personality is going to align with this the most? And how can we effectively and authentically use this to, to start some buzz? And it, it's always interesting because not all clients want to get on all these platforms, right? True. It, it, I don't want to do it. When I used to film every Monday, four to five. We now do it once a month and batch it all. But it is time consuming and I get that. And I get that there's more platforms and that there's more technology and that it's not slowing down and you've got to figure out how to navigate it and you've got to figure out what works for you. That's that's normal. That's life, right? <laughs> and talking about social media platforms, for somebody starting off, whether it's a, you know law firm, you know marketing company, or you know legal funding, or anything else in the legal space, which platform should they start with? I know there are so many, but like which would be the, probably the easiest that they can manage on their time, on their own time? I would say Instagram is the easiest. It has the most capabilities um, from posting carousels to photos to videos, story function. Mm -hmm. Facebook, though, even though it is the older audience skew, I get it, Gen Zers, I know you don't use Facebook, your mom does, that's fine. But Facebook is tied <laughs> to a lot of things related to Google. And so you have to make sure that your location is there and that these footprints align and match so mm -hmm. I also look and classify Google business profile pages as social media and mm -hmm. a lot of people don't do that so what I mean by that is when you search Snowy Media Group or more injury funding great and your listing pops up and your phone number and your address and your photos everything is there your Google reviews 
that is a profile. Mm -hmm. That is your Google business profile. Mm -hmm. It is similar to a social media profile. Very true. You can optimize it. You can put content on it. You can work it. Clients are leaving reviews. They're there. They're engaging. They're giving feedback. What do you do from a consumer experience when you go to make a decision? Where you want to eat? Where you want to buy? You look at those Google reviews, right? Oh, yes. And so it is engaging and it is important to not leave that behind. And I think it does get left behind. Um, are there any specific ethical cons considerations or guidelines that law firms should keep in mind when marketing their services? Absolutely. Disclaimers are a real thing. Compliance is a real thing. And let me tell you, when the clients do not abide by that, there are issues. Oh, yes. It's, all, it's so interesting to me because when people come to work here, we're up to 16 full-time employees right now. Congratulations. And thank you, thank you. And um, they'll come into the office and they'll say, I didn't realize how many billboards there were until I started working here, or I didn't realize how many personal injury ads there were until I started working here. And it's so interesting to me because now we'll, we'll go out and we'll see a billboard and we'll be like, well, there's no disclaimer. Maybe we should reach out to them and let them know, you know? And it's not to call them out, it's mm -hmm. to say, hey, we're the experts in the industry. We know what has to happen. You're missing a disclaimer. Those things can be reported to the state bar. Now, in Georgia, every state is different, right? South Carolina is very strict on uh, advertising compliance and, and regulation. Every state is different, so you need to know the state in which you're advertising in and ensure that you comply with that. But here in Georgia, um, it's kind of the Wild West. And it's interesting because, in my opinion, I think the bar kind of skips over complaints related to advertising mm -hmm. because it's like you're all out there doing your thing. It was a transition for me because, as you know, I came from you know accident reconstruction where we were the expert in the room, and it's a very authoritative thing to, to be that um, specialist and be involved with that type of business. And then you come to personal injury you know, funding or volume law firms or what have you, and it's an adjustment to me to kind of hear the the other sides of this business. Uh, so Rachel, st uh, state bar associations usually regu regulate legal marketing, like you said, in, in each state nationwide. They focus on issues such as advertising content, solicitation, client testimonials, and misleading statements. Are there any particular restrictions on certain marketing practices such, such as direct mail, referral fees, and similar, strictly regulated in the uh, state of Georgia? Uh, what about uh, American Bar Association? Every level, there is absolute compliance and regulations that have to happen. So before you do anything, check what you're doing, talk to the experts, invest in doing the due diligence before you roll anything out because they will come and they will find you. Listen to Rachel once again. Um, how does Noi Media Group stay updated with the latest marketing trends and technologies in the legal industry? And how do you incorporate them into your company's strategies? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a little bit of monkey see, monkey do at some level, right? Um, if it, if it didn't work, others wouldn't be doing it. So there's a little bit of that of just being aware and constantly staying up to speed on who's in the market, what they're doing. I am very, very integrated, especially into Georgia, of basically every law firm. <laughs> From Megan Augusta, Savannah, Columbus, South Georgia, there I, I know what they're doing, I know who they are, I know what their spends are at for the most part, more or less. and. Um, you just have to stay with it. Do your research and, and, and reach farther than Georgia, right? Find other firms that are doing things in other states and, and look at that and adapt it, right? You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Once again, find use it as an opportunity to reach out to someone and build a referral network and say, hey, I like what you're doing. I'm gonna adopt mm -hmm. some of this and, and make it my own. Um, it's another connection point for people. So while we don't wanna mimic Right, the entire path because you have to be ahead of it to, to 
get in line with it. There is a lot to be said for just paying attention. Uh, can you share any advice or tips for law firm owners or marketing directors looking to improve their marketing efforts and stand out in the competitive market? Yeah. Because it is competitive market. It's very competitive. And I see law firms now who have entire street teams, business development. They are boots on the ground. They are knocking on doors. They are trying to get those cases at all costs. It's a saturated space. And people have to make a decision of who they want to work with. And so I see law firms that have business development out there. They're boots on the ground. They're people that are trying to get these cases in the door. And you have to be able to, to break through that noise. And so I think a way that you can take this, especially with a in-house marketing team or a marketing representative, just one person, is that they need to know the big picture of the mm -hmm. industry, right? Mm -hmm. They can't just be focused on getting cases. They can't just be focused on one thing. They have to know the players. They have to know the politics. They have to know when they walk in a room, who's working with who, who needs to be introduced to who, who needs to avoid certain people. And I think, yes, being on brand and being present and, and delivering a good service and showing up with marketing a law firm, got to understand the landscape. You've got mm -hmm. to be in the know of, of politics because they are there and they matter. Let's take uh, Rachel's advice for real. Uh, that was so great. Um, I had wonderful time with you. Of course, I have many more million questions, you know, to ask you, but that's for our next episode, hopefully. Um, you know, I hope that my dear listeners and viewers learned as much as I did about legal marketing and a large need for it in Georgia and nationwide. Rachel, that's definitely a very unique approach to legal marketing and um, help your clients, you know, how you help your clients in need is just amazing. Now, if anyone has been thinking but hasn't done any marketing, you know, uh, or legal marketing and looking for noise media group how can they reach you how can they find you yeah absolutely so we are online at noimediagroup.com and on instagram all the social media channels my information is still posted um, we are on an onboarding freeze through the end of the year so if you have ideas if you're ready to kick ass in 2024 now is the time to start having those conversations do not wait until december to say i need a grand plan for next year um, get ahead of the curve if you are thinking about it you're probably already behind on it so we're here to help service you guys i am available and please reach out to me. That's so wonderful. Thank you so much again, Rachel, for being my, my very special guest on the podcast. It's time for more injury and finding uh, today. Uh, but before I let you go, I have one more question, one pop-up question as promised. You yes, ready? Yes. Okay, let's do it. What's one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you? This is a really strange response to what you're going <laughs> to I love that. That's what I like about I, I it. Yeah. I don't know what to say to that besides the fact that being in a tech space, being in the media, doing all the things we do, I am very old school. I like to print paper. I like to write notes. I like to physically hold things. I still review a lot of the deliverables that come out of this agency. And I joke, I'm like, I need to start a, I need to plant a tree <laughs> like probably once a year to make up for how much printing that I do here. So next time I'm coming here, what, 10, 15 years from now, we'll have a forest. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the least I can do. I love it. Thank you so much again, Rachel. I want to thank to everybody who listened to and, and watched us today about our wonderful story about power of legal marketing, some essential marketing strategies, and learning about some hot trends sending in legal marketing, um, you know, and secrets about legal marketing in, in this digital age. For more tips and tricks um, on legal funding and personal injury-related uh, topics, follow me, like, and subscribe um, to It's Time for More Injury Finding Podcast. Also, follow me on all social media and visit my 
website at www.moreinjuryfinding.com. That's what you owe. It was so good to see you and hear you all. Thank you so much again. Until then, we'll see you then. See you soon.